Welcome back to Wh- Rhythms of Grace. My name's Nate. Uh, I'm the executive pastor at Grace Church, and I'm here with Sung Kim, who's the lead pastor. And this podcast is all about sort of embracing Christ in all sorts of different ways. In our, we've talked, you know, in seasons past about our daily rhythms, our weekly rhythms, the seasons of our life. And uh, this season, we've been talking specifically about the Enneagram as a tool for self-knowledge to sort of um, gain a greater understanding of who we are and in doing that, who God is calling us to be and who he has made us to be. So we've gone through all the numbers, right? We've gone through, uh, you know, an overview. We've gone through one through nine, but there's a, there's other layers. The Enneagram is like an onion, <laughs> right? There's like a million layers it's an to iceberg. it. <laughs> That's right. And uh, so we're going to start talking about some of the sort of like broader applications. Is that, is that a fair yeah, way? Of, yeah. Um, so w- where are we starting? Where, where do we branch out from a straight up sort of single number? understanding. Yeah, so let me just give a preview of the coming weeks. We're going to talk about wings. We're going to talk about lines. We're going to talk about subtypes and countertypes and tritypes. Oh my gosh. And okay. So uh, again, everything that you've heard going number by number is 101. Mm. And once you, once you hear all these other nuances, you'll see that it's not just how can how can some how how can you categorize all of humanity into nine different numbers? Yeah. It's it's so much broader and deeper and more nuanced than that. And hopefully in the weeks to come, you'll start to see that. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I'm ready to dive in. Which which of those five are we going to be looking at today? We're going to talk about wings today. Wings, chicken wings. Yeah, wish I wish we had some wings. Uh, so tell me tell me like basic. What is a wing when we're talking about the enneagram? So the wings are uh, the types that are on either side of your core type. Okay. So, for example, if you're a five, your wings are types four and six. Yeah. It's the ones that are to your left and to your right. And so if you imagine a bird or a plane, uh, it, I've heard people say, oh, I'm a five with a, a one wing. They're misusing mm-hmm. the word wing. Okay. That, that's a whole different separate uh, conversation. The wings are the ones that are immediately to your left and to your right. And you, you maybe need to see the visual. Yeah. Uh, but you could think of it just sequentially. I right? mean, the, the, only, the only thing we'd probably want to clarify is that if you are a, a nine, nine, your wings are eight and one. Mm-hmm. And if you're a one, your wings are nine and two. Because yeah. it basically just goes around like the face of a clock yes. that only goes up to nine. So just to be clear, though, uh, as we talk about wings, that does not change your core type. Um, if, if you think of your core type, so Nate, you're a one, I'm yep. an eight. Uh, think of it as we're talking about food a lot today, chicken wings. Think about it as a, a as a bowl of ice cream, and the wings are like the toppings on top of the ice cream. Okay, it's like additional flavors yep. to the core, you know, ice dessert. Yeah. Uh, and so what the wings do is, is it, it it can add behavioral flavor mm-hmm. to your core type. Again, your your motivation and your drive doesn't change, but the wing as you access your wings, it, it can color your behavior. Yeah, and I think when we were talking to Tyler, who's a four, that was one of the things that he mentioned was that he's a four wing three. Mm-hmm. And he he talked a little bit about how much that sort of 
colors the way that his four shows up. Yep. So it'll be good to get into that because it, it, I think it is really helpful. How do, how do we how do we get into this? Do you want to just like give us some examples? Give us some concrete things to. Yeah, I, I mean, one other preliminary statement too is I think as we talk about wings. Uh, people will say uh, I'm a, let's say a four with a three wing. Ideally you want to be able to access and utilize both sides of the wing. Mm. Like I, I lean heavily towards one of my wings, which, which is fine, but to grow healthier and more whole, I actually need to access the other side of my wing. Yeah. So ju- just so people understand, like when you say, Oh, I'm a four with a three wing again, that's not ultimately who you are. Mm. That uh, accessing the other side can actually enlarge in your perspective yeah. and, and change your behavior, like how, different tools that you can access in, in different times of stress or challenge. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Be, and, and the Enneagram does that even when we're talking, like you said, the one one level, just about your specific number, there's like healthy ways that a one shows up, for example, and unhealthy ways. And it's not, it's not saying, well, you know, you're a one, so you always act like this. It's essentially saying you can learn to access the gifts and tools and aspects of your, uh, you know, of, of who you are in healthy ways or in un- unhealthy ways. And so right. it sounds like you're saying the wings are similar to that, that, that you may start in one place, but health looks like sort of moving um, in, a, in a certain direction or right. being able to access sort of a broader range of the numbers. Right. So Nate, you're a one, yeah, which is the perfectionist and all sorts of other names. Uh, do you know which wing you lean towards more naturally? I, I really don't. I mean, uh, if the two is like the helper, ah, see, I, I can see that. I can see that side of me as well. Um, what is the, what is a nine? What would a nine wing be? Uh, they're the, what do we call it here? Um, <laughs> There's so many ways to describe it. They're, they're, they're the ones that are often forgotten and neglected because they don't show up. Interesting. Um, so uh, you see, I mean, I feel like there's, I feel like there's both sides of that. Okay. Honestly, you know, we've talked about how, in some ways, I, uh, you know, I was uh, felt a little bit like the invisible child growing up, right? Which would feel kind of like, oh, well, that's kind of how a nine might feel. Um, but also, I know that one of the things that I take most seriously, like in my job these days, um, is that my role is primarily to, to make the people around me more effective and, and able to do their job better, which is a sort of a very two sort of yes. very helper. So I'm not sure which one it would be, but as I think through my life, I can see both of those wings sort of, um, making an appearance. Yeah. So this is what it looks like as a one, you're very organized, very detailed. The sense of right and wrong is very strong. Yeah. And so, uh, to access, for example, the two wing, it, it shifts to a focus on people and, uh, you accessing the nine wing helps you embrace multiple points of view. Hmm. So for example, if you are a two wing, um, then what happens is, the natural stance of a one is to be critical not only of themselves, but people 
uh, people outside of yourself okay. in terms of they did it the wrong way. Yeah. And so embracing the two wing helps you temper a critical attitude towards others and you develop compassion and understanding. Okay. And so that's, that's part of the pathway for growth is to access the two wing. Yeah. There. Yeah. And to just really accept the limitations that you can't fix the world. Mm-hmm. And that's what it looks like to lean into the two wing. Um, and, and you're doing it like you said in your, role at the church in, in helping other people. So you, yeah. you do tap that. And, and I know in some of those other things, uh, it's a constant struggle for ones to continue to tap into that yeah. compassion for others, uh, accepting that you can't make everything perfect yeah. and yeah. fix everything. I mean, it does seem to me that someone who leans really heavily into their two side, and this will be interesting when we contrast it with the nine, but someone who is a one leaning really heavily into the two Seems like the type of person, as I think through some people I know, who might sort of take a strong stance on an issue of social justice or something like that, where they're kind of combining the way that the world should be and sort of defending a group of people that maybe can't speak up for themselves, whether that's racial reconciliation or, uh, you know, um, there, I think you probably have a lot of one wing twos sort of in the uh, uh, abortion like uh, conversation. When I hear the the way those people speak, I recognize the language, even if I don't always agree with the position, but it's sort of like this, look, man, there's some clear lines here and I am here to speak up for these people who are either unable or unwilling or, or whatever, who can't speak up for themselves, um, on on both sides of those issues, I, I feel was, like I've I've heard. I that. was going to say, and, and I know several pastors who are ones with a twoing, and they make great pastors because they like to speak the truth, but they care for people. Yeah, and for some, it is. It's about like what would maybe be called conservative uh, issues like abortion. But I, I know a couple pastors on the other end that are, because they're a one with a two, they, 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 they promote the, uh, uh, full acceptance of LGBTQ, mm-hmm. uh, within scripture and church. And so it goes both ways. Like yeah. you said, yeah, it's not issue specific, although no. for, for them, for, for someone in that position, it would probably feel very issue specific, right? Because okay. they have a strong sense of right and wrong. Yep. Yep. Now, if you're accessing your nine wing as a one, then uh, again, n- ones naturally by default have a sense of this is the right way, this is the wrong way. And so they're accessing the nine looks like they develop a more trusting acceptance of other people and their opinions, even if they think it's wrong by okay. their default. And they just, uh, they, they, they t- it helps tone down their intensity especially when it's driven by this need to be right. Mm -hmm. Because nines naturally are pretty laid back. They don't, they want to avoid conflict. And so when a one leans into the nine, they can be in a disagreement and not have a last word. Mm -hmm. They can just accept this is their point of view. And um, I'm okay. Not quote unquote fixing it. And you can see how that would really temper, for example, the other side of yeah. someone who might feel a strong sense of the need to be the voice of sort of justice and, and to bring things into right order 
that can be done in two ways, right? That can be done in a way that sort of gathers and embraces people. It can be done in a way that alienates everyone who disagrees with you. And so the nine wing sort of tempers that. Yes. The same side, I can see how um, like living into the two wing sort of when other people are in the mix and when you're thinking about other people, like you sort of have to draw some lines. You sort of have to, to make a call um, or, or plant yourself, you know, for the right of even an individual relationship, let's say, you know, so I, I guess I can see how those things can balance each other out. Yeah. And in many ways, when I think about you, Nate, I do see you accessing both sides at different times. Is there one that feels like you naturally default to more or is it, yeah, pretty even? I, I mean, it actually feels pretty even. I think what I am aware of is that um, I, I try to question my default in a situation. Uh, you know, one example is that when I'm in a, a, a meeting with uh, peers, um, I tend to lean sort of into my nineness and I'm like, I don't really need to necessarily like have an opinion here. I'm just here to sort of facilitate the conversation. And I've tried to be aware of that tendency and just ask myself, should I lean, you know, should I lean the other way and be more decisive or should I sort of make a stand for a position or not? Um, and then, in, you know, in the same way, I can be very, very sort of like there's, this is the right way. This is the wrong way. Um, and so leaning into my nineness to be like, Hey, is there another opinion here that I should be listening to? So I do try to balance them. I guess I'm, I'm like this, I'm all, I'm, realizing this for the first time, but <laughs> I do try to just second, second guess my default. Right. Not that I always pick the opposite, but I do try to ask, is there another way that I should lean right now? Mm-hmm. I, and I see that. And that's why I said my initial assumption was that you access both sides, mm-hmm. perhaps like you were saying, without realizing it. Yeah. I don't know if my family would say that <laughs> I'm a, a strong sort of two, but <laughs> well, well, <laughs> at I, least I, in my mind, I am. <laughs> Tell me about the gap between, let's say, in a meeting of your peers and you're trying to embrace multiple points of view, because that's how you do show up that way. Mm -hmm. Very much a facilitator. What does everybody think? What are you feeling inside? Is there a big gap? Um, No, not always. Not always. I think... um, I actually did this at the L at we were on a retreat with our location pastors and I did this. I think what I have tried to make sure that I'm doing and where, if there is any gap is that I don't always, I rarely communicate how a decision that I maybe disagree with how it makes me feel. I mean, I'm, I'm a team player. I feel like, look, if this is what everyone else in the room thinks, then I'm on board because I'm a team player. But what I rarely do is communicate, Hey guys, I'm willing to do this, but I need you to know that this is how I feel about it. And that is just, that's sort of like a two-ness showing up saying yeah. like, Hey, here, like guys, this is what I'm experiencing. If I feel this way, other people might feel this way too. Um, and I don't have a tendency to do that. So if there is any gap, it's never in the execution. It's always sort of like, am I being honest with how I feel about this mm-hmm. um, versus sort of like taking it in and, and ending up being resentful or um, bitter or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that's the main gap that I feel. And, and one that I've, and I, we've talked about this in our private conversations when I'm a gap I'm trying to close. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, that's good. So, uh, as another example, uh, we'll talk about the eight and the wings would be Nate. 
sorry, doing some mental math. Uh, nine and seven. <laughs> Add one, subtract one. <laughs> Takes me a little while to get there. It's okay. <laughs> Did you have your coffee this morning? I not enough apparently. <laughs> not enough. So uh, this is time to poke fun of me now. Um, so eights like to be in charge, be in control. And I will say, unlike you, I lean very heavily on one wing mm. and not on the other, which shows a gap of an area of growth. Mm. And it will become very obvious as we talk about it. But um, the seven, accessing the seven wing, like eights naturally are just very intense, very uh, serious looking about the world and their environment. So accessing the seven means uh, you just balance the urge, uh, a number of things. One, you you become more playful. Mm -hmm. You move through life with a lightheartedness that isn't so ruthless or so serious. Yeah. And instead of instead of doing it by yourself, which eights like to do because they think they're strong to mm. do enough to do it, you actually connect with other people, exchange ideas, have fun. And the, that, that's the more natural thing for me. Yeah, that does sound very much like the way that I see you operate yeah. uh, in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, and it's almost like an on-off switch, right? If I'm in the office and, oh, like, okay, here, here's some staff. I'm, I'm just going to turn on my seven. Yep. And it's so natural for me. Yeah. Like, we'll just talk about books and ideas and what's going on in life. And uh, so, uh, yeah, this does feel more like an on-off switch. And, and interestingly enough, for me, sometimes it's it's really divided between professional and social. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm out of the office, and, and our other pastor could talk about this, like, man, I, I knew Sung before I came on staff. We were just friends, and we, all we did was have fun. Yeah. Like I, I knew there was this other side of Sung, but I just, uh, I never saw it. We, we, we just were buddies, and we always had so much fun. And then he came on staff and everything changed. And he's like, oh, this is the eight. That Can we go back to being friends, please? No, and, and so for me, especially with in the professional setting, getting away and not being in work mode mm. is healthy for any any of those relationships because if not all they're going to see is the eight the yeah. intensity of the eight behind the scenes yeah and, and actually those of you who are part of grace church yeah i mean you probably see my seven wing on a sunday right more than more than your eight oh, sort of course yeah. yeah i mean who who likes an eight as a pastor right controlling <laughs> demanding yeah i mean they're out there i think yeah. we've, we've seen them but yes. yeah but my seven shows up. I love talking to people, being sociable. I love meeting new people. Yeah. And so. Uh, so here's what's interesting to me if we're talking about eight wings. And actually, my uh, my daughter and I were talking about this yesterday um, because she's a nine wing one, which feels natural. But she said, I can't imagine how an, an eight and a nine go together. If you have someone, the eight is the challenger, right? Mm -hmm. Versus a nine that is so very much like go with the flow. Yeah. I, I and I, we were both saying like it's hard to understand what an eight wing nine would look like. Someone who has maybe leaned really heavily in that direction. It's hard for me to figure out how those two that feel like opposites could kind of coexist. Yeah. So let's talk about your daughter. She's a nine, so she's really easygoing, very adaptive, yep. flexible, go with the flow, and she totally is. Uh, so that would mean, and let's say she accesses her one a lot. So she, she, she has boundaries. She's, um, she counterbalances her kind of quote unquote laziness with some structure and principles that that's what leaning into a one would look like. Yeah. 
and I, th- I, I understand where the tension comes from because if a nine is so easygoing and, and adaptive, eights almost seem like the exact opposite. Yeah. So it's not like she's going to change and become an eight. She's not going to become this ruthless bully. Mm. Right? I, I can't even imagine. No, that. I can't either. <laughs> but for the nine, and again, your core type doesn't change. She's always going to be driven by uh, the need to avoid conflict. But it does mean that there, there are going to be moments where she will need to show up with courage and boldness to mm. be assertive okay. and, and make decisions or take charge when maybe she just wants to avoid conflict and say, no, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Maybe even repressing her own desires just to say, no, actually, I'd like to do this. <laughs> it's so funny that you would say that because, like, she never, I mean, she almost never is the one that has that opinion, <laughs> really. Okay. What do you want to do? You know, whatever. <laughs> right. Now, contrast that with an eight, and, and let's say me leaning into a nine wing, which I have a lot of growth to do, but. That would mean, as an eight, again, you're you're starting off strong, in control. Accessing the nine means, what does it look like for an eight to combine strength with kindness Mm -hmm. and compassion instead of balancing this impulsiveness with a more laid-back, casual approach? And uh, that helps eights become calmer and more receptive to other people. Yeah, And, And I will say, when I think about it, there are times... Um, where that's true, mm. right? Like a, a lot of things I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yep. Um, it, it's always figuring out what those things I, I, I'm very eight-ish about yeah. and what things yeah, I'm we've, we've, about. we've talked about that quite a bit, uh, not on the podcast, but what are hard lines for you and what are like yeah. soft lines? Yeah. yeah. And again, there's a, l- I mean, and Amy and I talk about this too, where we, we get along so great because our hard lines are, are so different. We have mm. different hard lines. And so a lot of times for me leaning into a nine, when she's like, I really, really want to do this. Mm. I know it's gonna, it, it's not what you want or it's expensive or this or that. I, if it's something that I don't really care too much about, oh, th- yeah, and this is me fine. Le- leaning yeah. into the nine, it's a willingness to let things happen. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, sure. Let's yeah. Do, again, like if you were like a, a pure 100% eight. Yeah. I mean, just the fact that you're letting go of, of that control. Right. Would be a deal breaker. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so uh, when I think about it, I, I do lean into my nine. It's just not as obvious. Yeah. Can we can we do maybe one more that isn't us? Yeah. Um, like what would be, what are some other ones that to me feel a little bit, um, what about like a, what about like a three, mm. uh, a three leaning into a four wing and leaning into a two wing? Yeah. We have a lot of staff that are threes, so... Yes. <laughs> so. I'm looking for some insight on all you staff members out oh, there. Oh, yeah. You know, so f- three, being competitive, performance-oriented, looking for achievement and status. And a, a number of our staff who are threes really lean into the two wing, yeah. which means uh, they're they're really good with people. Mm. And if I think about them, they show up really warm and open and inviting. Yeah. And so uh, for them uh, – Oftentimes, the inner tension is task-oriented behavior, which is a three strength, with a more people-oriented approach. Yeah. And so when you think about our staff that have, have a two-wing, that's exactly them. Yeah. They, they, they're productive. They're, they get results. Mm-hmm. But they're also so social and collaborative. And that's what it looks like to lean into a two, which if you are just a pure three – 
all you would care about is progress right. and achievement. I mean, it's interesting. And, and I, the, one of our one of our pastors, and I'm, I'm not going to say who it is, but he talked about being a three wing two and essentially said like he never loses sight of the of the goal to be accomplished. Right. But he realized that that he's both gifted and called to do that through other people. Exactly. And it, again, I think if you're healthy, you're not it's not a manipulative or like using type relationship. It's more like of a, of a gathering sort of encouraging, motivating, challenging sort of engagement with people that feels and he is very, very genuine, not just like I see. I guess if you were unhealthy, it would just people would end up feeling used. And right. but people don't feel that way because he's, he's healthy about it. But I can see how that sort of walks itself out. Yeah. So if you're a three with a two wing, you're just really great at motivating people. Mm-hmm. Accomplish a mission, but do it through and with people. Yeah. If you're a three with a four wing, uh, one of the things that would happen is because threes, and we'll talk about this in future episodes, are are often disconnected from their feelings. Okay. Because they're so driven by achievement. Yeah. If you ask them, what are you thinking? Oh, this is what I'm thinking. What are you feeling? Huh? Yeah. W- what's that? Yeah. Um, and so if, you, if you're a three with a four wing, you actually will show more emotions. Interesting. Because fours, again, are very, Im- they, they, inter- they, they are very connected with their emotions. Yeah. And so uh, they're also, th- there's a sense of wanting to be authentic, to be their true selves, which is what fours really lean into. And that combats sort of a three's tendency to self-deception in yes. some ways. Ah, man. Okay. All right. This is starting to make sense. This is a much more like rounded perspective um, on wings than I think I've, than I think I've had before. Yeah. Yeah. And and again, if you're three with a four wing, you're actually, you'll, you'll be more in touch Mm -hmm. with your feelings and actually the feelings of other people. Yeah. Like I have a friend that's a four and he calls it emotional monitoring. (laughs) Really? And he says, He's just like, Sung, I know how everybody is feeling at any time in a group or as I talk to them. And I'm like, I'm like the opposite. Yeah. And then my wife chimes in. Yes, you You are are the opposite. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, My son, Levi, who's a four, he he is the one that is always vibing how um, I mean, his siblings as well, but especially me and my wife, Mm -hmm. Amy, are doing. And he like he's the one that's always vibing like what like what is how are you doing? Or like, like, are you mad about something? It's interesting that that would be, uh, I see that as a, as a, having a four in my family. Well, yeah. And really quickly, let's say going to your son, being a four, being creative and, and authentic. If he lean, when he leans into his three wing, he's going to focus on work. He's going to get things done. And, And then when he accesses his five wing, um, you know, you think of the healthiest parts of fives, he's going to learn to set really clear boundaries. Mm. And, and so that's what it looks like for a four, for example, to access uh, the wings. And, and the way you want to think about it when you access the wings is like, what does it look like to be the best of the, the best parts of this type that's a wing yeah. or, or the other type that's yeah. a wing? And so th- that's where wings are helpful. What does it look like for me to be a more uh, healthy, whole person as I access both sides of my wings? And I think that's the perspective that I'm getting, that in some ways um, we've seen, and when you take the test, they'll often say which wing you lean towards, for example. And it's helpful to see wings can bring a measure of health, um, but maybe the healthiest person is somebody that has two wings, for example, that can access them both. I, I don't think I've ever heard that before. That's a helpful clarification. Yeah. Yeah. 
So next next week we're going to talk about lines. Lines. Okay. Yeah. Um, you want to give us a preview? What? How is a line different from? Is it is it accessing a number that isn't right next to yours? Yes. Ah, okay. Yeah. So okay. when somebody says, let's say I'm a three with a, they'll mistakenly say with a seven wing. Okay. It's like no no no. It's not possible. It's, it's the not wings possible. over there. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that's lines, and uh, that's going to be another interesting conversation. Thanks so much for sticking with us. We hope to see you back here for our next episode.